What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey. Okay. So I know we usually kick things off with a would you rather, mm-hmm. a top bottom verse, a critical question. But we're going to come up with a new game. Actually, it's not a new game. We ain't coming up with nothing. We're going to remix it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so let's play song association That's... with the twist. Okay, so the way song association is gonna go, well, at least the way it's gonna go here on the podcast is we're gonna do four rounds because there's four of us in the building today, mm-hmm. um, and we're each gonna deliver two words. Everybody else has ten seconds to come up with the song with the word that was given. Easy now, peasy, right? So. Let's say you come up with it before other folks do. Go ahead and just sing your song. Um, and, you know, then, then we'll go around the room. Um, but also identify your song. Okay, sing your song. Give us the title, the artist, if you can. If not, get us as close to it as we can. For the others, if you don't come up with the song, you got to take a, a swig. Swig. We got our cups filled mm. up. Let's take a let's take a little swig real quick. Okay, just to, okay, okay. Let's take a little, a little swig just to get us yeah, ready. Sure. You know that that champion juice. Ooh. Mm. Thank you, thank you, Roots, for bringing this. Uh, yes. Whalers. This imported rum. Who we? That's dark rum. That's the way we like it. <laughs> okay, so this is our, our first time attempting this. We're going to try it out. I've just been inspired by a lot of the different videos I've seen do song association. I feel like we've been doing it. <laughs> just, you know, in the garage and stuff. So let's try it out let's here. Let's do it. Let's okay? Do it. okay. We even got our timer down. All right, Tom? We're going to, it's going to be situation critical over here. <laughs> so I'll kick us off. Okay. And then we'll have 10 seconds. Again, if you are able to come up with the song, go ahead and start going. Start blowing. And we'll we'll verify. We'll verify. Okay? You gotta the way you're gonna verify is that you're gonna tell us the song title. If we know only a few words of the song. That's cool. As long as okay. you know a few words, you use the word that I give okay. and you can bet, identify. Bet. Okay. Bet. And it has to be in the song, not the name of the song. It just has to be used. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in the title. It's just let's take that word that's given and sing that part. Okay. All right. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Okay, here we go. First word. Day. Day? Uh, Sheesh. Uh, (laughs) What the (laughs) Day. Okay, oh my God. Oh my God. take a swing. <laughs> I don't, bro. Do you know a song? I have, yes, but I didn't. I was like, uh, should I say it? Because I was trying to remember. It's gonna be a lovely day, oh. lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. Come on, okay, okay, okay. damn, that was easy but hard. What the fuck? Right, right. That's why I love it. It's tight. Okay. okay. <laughs> all okay, y'all wait, looking at me like, that. all y'all looking at me like. That really, like bro? Five, ten, oh honestly, goodness. Tom, I felt like that was like three seconds. No. <laughs> it, really did, it, was three seconds. it was, it's ten seconds. Long, seconds. Like, it's okay. All it's right. okay. It's all, all right. It's dope. Okay. Second word. My last round. Okay. And then I'll 
Okay. Pass okay. it to the left hand side. Okay. All right. Second word. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Hey! Hey! Who sees good. that? Lionel Richie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, okay. Marlon. No, 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 no. Y'all got, y'all got some. What? She got it. Oh. Now we'll go around the table and see if y'all got it. All right. Um, you got it, Bex. Hold on. Off hello, top, hello. Off, hello. Top. off top. You already had your. Relax, 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 relax. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't got nothing. Uh, hello. Five. She, four. Three. Two. Swig. <laughs> Mylon, I just, I just blanked I just, out so I can have a shot with you. Another one? No, Mylon. You got one? <laughs> she's she not even going to try. Okay, y'all uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, swig, Mylon. swig. Okay. Toast to the most. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. I have one too. What'd you have? Hello, stranger. Oh, <laughs> Barbara Lewis. Hey. Okay, Miley. I'm ready. I'm ready to get in. I'm ready okay. to get in the ring. Damn it! All right, Miley, okay. make it easier. Right? Oh, she got it covered on a separate <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> Miley, what you got going on, girl? Let me see your paper. No. We cute. Okay, okay, okay. Let me check. My word is peace. <laughs> peace up, a town down. Bum, bum, hey! Bum, bum. <laughs> Who that? Usher. Usher. Hey. Well John. Ah, uh, damn. Damn, you're good, Roots. Stop the violence. Increase the peace. Hey, who's that by? <laughs> who's that by? <laughs> who's that by? That's by um, Flavor Flav, Chuck oh, D. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, hold up. Um, five. Oh, peace, perfect peace. I cry for peace in my neighborhood. Uh, there you yeah. go. That's a Babylon song right there. That's it. I don't know who sings that though, but that's all I can. It's that's called all. Babylon song. No, I mean that's the. It's not the Babylon song. It was on the album of Babylon. <laughs> peace, perfect peace. Give it to me. It's <laughs> a church song. Yeah, it's a church song. Okay. Church people, get back to let Danny Boy know this song is legit. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to swing. I got peace. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Well, I believe it. Believe that one. Okay. Many roots. Okay. And my second word is cry. <laughs> cry no more. Hey! No more. All right. Um, I, I don't really know who sings. To the extreme. Okay, to the extreme. Come okay, on. Okay, yes. Okay. That's a good one. What you got? No, I'm not going to cry. Right. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed no tears. Okay, no that was tears. a good one. Though. Mary J. Blige and JB. Okay. I don't know what he does to make you cry, but I'll be there to make you smile. Hey, okay. It's the Backstreet Boys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a reggae song. Or something. She sang it like a reggae song. That's a good one. Hey, okay, good that, was good. that was a good one. Right. Right. Thank you, Miley. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Ooh, that was fun. My word. Horny. If you're feeling horny, <laughs> <laughs> you making up a song. I'm trying to think about all the nasty songs. Does it have horny? I know. 
doesn't really I'm trying to think anything. of a pretty Ricky song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit. The the times. Uh, right. What's that song that's like, me so honey? Oh, that's oh, yeah, so oh. <laughs> We still got a swig. The time of them been done. Okay. Toast to the most. Hey. That is a good one. Two Life Crew. <laughs> shit. Why did I have to swig, though? I said one. <laughs> you said it after the timer oh, okay, stopped. Okay. That's a good one, partner. Of course, yeah. your motherfucking ass would right. come I thought y'all was going to get genuine. Mm-hmm. If you're horny, uh, let's do it. Does he I say thought, that? Yeah. Right. If you're horny. Oh, I didn't know it was horny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. Shit. If you're okay. horny, let's do it. Riding my pony. <laughs> come on. That strap on pony. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pony. (laughs) Giddy up, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Last word. Honey. Ooh, honey. I can't think of the other words, but it's that old school song. Which one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Honey, yes. Yes. By the Della... Delegate? Delafonics. 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 Okay. I like that. Okay. 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 Mine is, honey got me hooked on to you. Hey. All right, Karen. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. Honey, honey, hey. I can hey. see the stars <laughs> all away from me. That's a good one. Hey, Beyonce. <laughs> good one. Level good time. One. Yeah. Oh. Okay, last but not least, it's on you, Roots. Okay, my word, my first word is down. I want to be down. Hey, Brandy, what's good? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Turn your lights down low. So, turn Oh, that's a good one. Turn your lights down low. Come on. You got to sing it. And the boom. Your Just sing that little part. Okay. Turn the lights down low. Right. Okay. What you, <laughs> you got, partner? Uh, down low, down low. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's on that motherfucker that we muted. Right. I'm sorry. Right. That's the only one that came up. But that's how it go, right? Yep. That's exactly how it down goes. Down low by R. R. Kelly. R. Smelly. Woo! Okay, my next word we picked we picked easy ones. Okay, my uh-huh. next word is walk. I'm gonna uh. walk away from hey. 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 Okay. Biggie McLean, right? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, Miley. I okay, see Miley. you. She's all right, I got one. Don't walk away, boy. Don't walk away. I'll be right there for you. Hey. Okay, that's it. What was the word again? Walk. 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 I'm gonna walk 500 <laughs> miles. <laughs> Who sings that shit? Some, is uh, it a white band? It's a white band. They wear like cones on their heads. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a real ass song though. I wish you all could have seen Danny Boy's head nod though. I'm gonna <laughs> walk. Hella robotic, bro. Like a fucking Oompa Oompa. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh shit! She do one more word. Yeah. Okay, one finale word. Yeah. Hmm. Make it a hard one because those ones are kind of low key easy. Even though I froze on a few. Mm. <laughs> Bitch. 
You little stupid ass bitch. I don't play with you. That's easy. It was at the tip of their tongue. I had to pull it out. It was at the tip of their tongue. Next. I'm a boss ass bitch. 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 She a boss ass bitch. She's like, oh no. Hey, why? Uh, What's my favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm taking that one. Yeah, that, that counts. That counts. Okay, thank you. The one I got, uh, bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. So that was, uh, <laughs> that's our little remix right there. It's This is a fun way to, you know, uh, think about music, but also. Get a little nice buzz in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How'd y'all like that? Did y'all like that? That was, that was fun. What do you listeners think? If you like that, <laughs> y'all feeling that, play that with your friends, okay? Mm-hmm. Play that on and a Friday night. Hey, speak on my, my song, Peace, all right? Because I feel like I feel like y'all don't really <laughs> believe me all the way, except for Roots. I believe you, That's though. All, okay. I just, I just know the artist, but... I, I knew it had to be a turn because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you was feeling the spirit? Lightweight. No. <laughs> Lightweight. Should we should we do um, one of our regulars just just to, you know. Like a top bottom verse? Let's do it. All right. Just to bring <sighs> some familiarity. You know, that's something we wanted to try out real quick, some mm-hmm. spice. Mm-hmm. See if it worked. Y'all All feeling right. that? We got some spice. Now we need some rice. Yes. <laughs> Make <right>. it nice. <laughs> that would be a cool game. <laughs> Top, bottom, verse. Okay, we've already used this person before, but we're going to throw him out again. Jason Momoa. His wife, Lisa Bonet. Bonnet? Uh-huh. Bonet. Bonet. And Lenny Kravitz. Her ex of her baby did. Wow. Or y'all can just say all of them. All could get it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they all can get it. Uh, so for me, I think I would um, verse with Lisa Bonet. Mm. And then top Lenny and bottom for Jason. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who all, you already know all three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What does verse mean again? Uh, you both switch. Both take a turn. Uh, give it uh, and uh, give it. Both take okay. a turn giving <laughs> and receiving. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, do we have to choose? Like, can somebody be out? I'm not feeling Lenny. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you gotta pick them all. Okay. I'll be top for him. You're not feeling Lenny. Bottom for Jason and verses for Alisa. Okay. We just say twin. Oh yeah. no no. Oh yeah. Bottom you bottom for Jason, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, because I want to look back at him. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> She's all I'm weak. <laughs> what about you? you, Roots? Well, this is what came off top, but now that y'all are describing it, I'm like, I'm just going to get my original answer, which was um, bottom for Lisa, mm. top Jason, mm. first Lenny. Okay, I like that too. I like that. And you, partner? Okay, I would verse Lisa, and then I would bottom for Jason, 
and then top for y'all are triplets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trippies, <laughs> When y'all were talking about, it, I was like, oh, it does sound nice, but I'm gonna just stick with my original. I mean, either way we go, we ain't losing. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Y'all seen Zoe? I mean, you know, they they're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they. are. Whew. That was a good one. That was a good a one. Hot this morning. What it do, Kaipo? Welcome to For the Culture's Podcast. I'm your host, D Boy. <clears throat> and I'm your host, Bex Bumble. Hey man, and it's it's been a hilarious first 15 <laughs> minutes, right? Uh, of the show, man. It's cracking. We got uh, two special guests with us in the building. Hey. We have Miley hey. and Ruta from Sister Hello. Web, Mana Pacifica. <clears throat> Thank you. Whoop, whoop. Thank y'all for being here. How y'all doing this morning? Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that room kicking in. You know? <laughs> we might need the fans one time. Okay? <laughs> like, where's my Ely? <laughs> we have an Ely here. We'll get it. We'll get it. If any boys, okay. it's somewhere. We have it on standby. Um, I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Returning guest. Yes, yes, it's good to have you here, Miley. Ruta, you're returning guest. Mm-hmm. And this is your first time. So Super don't be excited. nervous. I'm not. That rum got me feeling comfortable. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay, yeah. so could you tell us a little bit about yourselves and the organization you represent? So we are Mana Pacifica. Mm. We're a doula program through Sister Web. Um, Sister Web is a San Francisco doula network. Mm -hmm. So we provide free doula services Mm. to Black, Pacific Islander, and um, Latinx families. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mana Pacifica is our Pacific Islander program that's run by Ruta and I. Um, And as a doula... Um, I really hold birth, you know, on a pedestal because it pre- it sets a precedent, um, mm. you know, of life, mm-hmm. mm. I feel like. And um, I think everybody should have a positive birth experience. And as a doula, I'm pretty much the support person that helps, you know, walk them on that journey or path. Um, I advocate. I um, nice. support physically, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, whatever families need. And mm. Um, I'm here for the community. My lived experience, you know, influences, you know, the work I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just feel like everybody should have a doula because the hospital system is, you know, not meant for us. So Mm. I'm a first line of defense for all brown babies. Mm. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love it. Mm -hmm. Great to meet you. What about a little bit? What about a little bit about yourself? Where you oh, come yeah. from? Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> so I grew up San Bruno, South San Francisco, San Francisco area. In the peninsula, <laughs> hey, yes. what's up? Yes, West Bay, if that's a thing. But I don't think so. But I know. <laughs> you just from San San Bruno. What South City? Did you go to South City or Cap? Yeah, I went to both. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, and. Uh, my family, my mom's Hawaiian and Trinidadian, mm. and my dad's from Fiji. Mm. Islander. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Island girl. Yeah, that's what. That's the blood I got. Treat her like a queen. Treat her with respect <laughs> and dignity. Yes. Hey, that's how association is. Uh, it's cracking. <laughs> Um, and I'm also a mother to a beautiful three-year-old. Yes. Um, 
my daughter Melani. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my motivation too for my, the work that I do. <clears throat> How long have you been a doula? I've been a doula since 2017, mm. um, and I feel proud to say that I've only served families of color mm-hmm. because I feel like this birth work has been kind of transformed toward and tailored towards people who can afford it and it's mostly been white people mm. when traditionally you know this is our culture our traditions towards birth work that have been you know pretty much pinned against us mm. and we're in the state where we have to relearn all that mm. um and mm. i feel like that's you know one of the roles that i play in the community and my family and <clears throat> my lifestyle so that's what's up have you always wanted to be a doula um, you know what? When I was younger, uh, me and my mom used to watch this show on TLC called <laughs> A Baby Story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that, but mm-hmm. it was pretty much a show about women who were expecting and, um, mm. you know, their stories were, I guess, recorded for this TV show. It didn't show, you know, actual live births, but just, you know, the pregnancy leading up to the birth and then after the baby was there so that really gave me a good idea of you know i guess the process of um, bringing new life into the world Mm. um yeah so my mom was a big inspiration for for me getting into birth work um but as i grew up i definitely you know forgot about it and got sidetracked but having my daughter really you know brought all that back And this journey as a birth worker, I felt like it's really been, I guess, my ancestors calling me because it's just been like like a full circle. Like, you know, did you have a doula when you gave birth? I didn't have a doula, but I had um, I had a family nurse that would basically, you know, come to my house and, you know, put Mm. me up on game about everything. Nice. So and that's pretty much what I do. Mm -hmm. So, nice. yeah. Great that to have you great here. Great to have you. And how about you, Roots? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Danny boy gave you the eye. Who you be? <laughs> <laughs> Who you be? <clears throat> uh, my name is Ruta Lauleva Luayufi Iono. Um, I'm from, my family's from the city and from Samoa and Fasito Ota mm. and Malie. Um, yeah, I'm the other half of Mana Pacifica. I was so grateful and happy when Maile called me up to be like, what's up do you want to do this work and get paid for it i was like yes i really do um so i've been a birth worker since 2013 when my god baby was born i didn't know what a doula was um but you know i think a lot of probably a lot of the listeners can relate to this but i think culturally we're a caretaking people you know Mm. we take care of our loved ones we take care of our elders we take care of our youth and so when my best friend got pregnant um I was just like, yeah, I'm going to come out. And um, I had spent the last month of her pregnancy <clears throat> with her, attended her birth, kicked it with her postpartum just a little bit. But, I mean, birth is a beautiful thing. It's a rite of passage. It was so powerful and amazing to see new life in that way. <clears throat> and so that experience really got me, I don't know if hooked is the right word, but I was just really engaged with it. Um, <clears throat> Cold. Yeah, it felt... Mm-hmm. It, it's just so beautiful, you know, and I always have been kind of like for the underdog ever since I was a little kid. And so as I was learning the ways that birthing people are really like manipulated, harmed, um, you know, underserved just by the by the by the systems that manage birth specifically in this country, 
I was like, oh, this this is actually something that I really want to protect, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that I feel in my body as a woman. Um, and yeah, and so <clears throat> I really I really come to birth work. I love women, <clears throat> I love babies, I love birthing people, I love families. Um, and I also really come at it from a social justice lens yeah. um, because I really do. And I'm always like, I'm so sorry, I'm intense, but it's true. Like, I really come to this work because I can see the ways that this culture, this like kind of dominant culture of capitalism, <clears throat> of white supremacy is like killing us, killing brown, black and indigenous people, killing <clears throat> the earth. And for me, like birth is is the beginning of where we receive our culture from you know and it's really hard for me i'm all about you know and i i acknowledge too i come from a place of privilege i live in the united states Mm. like you know i have a lot of proximity to like privileged communities all that stuff but i really see how like um the importance of of d what is the word divesting of divesting from dominant culture, right? Mm, uh-huh. And that does not mean that all of us are going to go live on the land and be birthing at home and all this stuff, but it's more so like how can we have <clears throat> um how can we like regain our autonomy? Mana pacifica, mana stands for maintaining ancestral knowledge and autonomy, mm. right? Mm. And for me, I always come to birth work and kind of everything. I'm like, how have people been doing things for most of human history? right like we're hella fucked up emotionally psychologically physically in our communities because like we're not adapted to these times you know we're not adapted to all this crazy shit that has been growing for the last like 500 years and so for me i'm like all of that comes to this moment of birth like if the moment of birth can be peaceful if that baby can have a peaceful entrance into the world even into the physical stuff if that baby can keep all of their cord blood if that baby can have all of their microbiome from their mother like they're going to be inherently less dependent on the system Mm -hmm. right if you have a healthy digestive system from birth you're not going to be fucked up having to go Mm. to the doctor and how many people do we know in our families who have stomach aches that have to take tums all the time you know that whatever like all these things just really common ailments you know so yeah it's a lot (laughs) it's like so many layers for me but i just come to the birth work so i'm like that's that's the point that's the beginning it's birth you know so if we can really protect that place then we can we can really shift everywhere else a common um theme that i heard from both of your introductions is this uh sense and this feeling around protecting and being the first line of defense Mm -hmm. and i really um I don't know. I really celebrate that because it mm. feels it feels very protective, and it's and it feels like a mother's kind of love, you know, mm. very like that feminine kind of um, militant protection. Like I think about when um, I've seen um, pit bulls give birth, and, and and I'm pretty sure all dogs are this way, or all animals, but like specifically pit uh, pits mm-hmm. when they've had their uh, their litter mm-hmm. and you know they're protecting their babies and they're keeping them you know together or whatnot that they'll 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 fucking yeah. lock jaw on anybody even the dad the dad can't get close right mm-hmm. and so it feels very protective mm-hmm. in that sense of like y'all looking out yeah. for uh, the mothers mm-hmm. and the babies mm-hmm. to ensure mm-hmm. that like they have a safe mm-hmm. uh, entrance into mm-hmm. this yeah. really you know 
all you know have it be beautiful and all that but you know just really fucked up system that right. we mm-hmm. that we exist in so and you're returning mm-hmm. guest roots and mm-hmm. i don't know if we've asked this already the last time you're on but like <clears throat> why is it important for our pacific island community and maybe both of you two can kind of unpack this but why is it important now for our pi community to be exposed to this type of service mm-hmm. well hmm. i think you know, I first want to name that, like, being a doula, we talked about this the last time I was on, but, like, doula is a Greek word. It's not, you know, we have, we, the services that we provide as a doula, um, as a traditional doula, as a traditional birth attendant, is something that we already have within our family structures, especially in the PI community, mm-hmm. right? Like, inherently, we've only been you know we've only been colonized for like 300 years max if you look at like the whole pacific right maybe that's not right but like it's it's a short period of time right so we have not too far back in our lineages like our aunties are supposed to know about this our moms are supposed to know Mm. this you know my granny delivered my father and all of his siblings Mm. or i'm sorry his grandmother right my granny's grandma or my granny's mother and um so like this work it's a reclamation it's not a learning mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's a remembering it's not a learning mm-hmm. and and i feel like a lot of the work that Miley and i are doing is more about like you know i'm constantly i don't like to feel like i'm teaching anything i'm just like i'm like here you hold it like what do you know you know what i mean and so i think that it's really an important time for the pacific islander community now because it's like we we've been put on game enough as a community about the systems of oppression that are fucking us up and Mm -hmm. we like are at a place where we can really see you know the negative impacts of how we've been oppressed and there's like social media so people are talking about it you know so it's not just over here i'm having Mm. this experience but i can see oh you're also having that experience these people are also feeling this so it's kind of this like really interesting critical mass moment where people are like fed up have have access to the structures have access to the language and like are now being recognized and like my land my job is funded by the department of public health in san francisco you Mm -hmm, know so there's mm -hmm. funding for it and so it's this important moment for us to like reclaim it and then also like um kind of professionalize it or monetize it not and i'm i mean that in the way that like a lot of traditional labor and a lot of women's labor is unpaid unrecognized you know oh you're a stay-at-home mom you don't have a job no you have a full ass full job, ass a job. full-time mm-hmm. job right you you support your community members but you still need to work what the fuck is that you mm. know what i mean like the way that we are came up in a in an environment in the islands where like we could walk out the door and there was food you mm. know what i mean or it's not like we don't have to work for money to get food and so i think for me like it's a really interesting time for the pacific islander community because i'm like what if we could take our natural inclinations and way that we deeply care for people and for our people and could sustain ourselves with that Mm. instead of having to work a full-time job and also check for all of my cousins that are having babies Mm -hmm. you know what if we are actually sustained by our community in doing the work that is very necessary for the community. So does that answer the question? Yeah, I also also feel like just because of what I've had proximity to in in this line of work, something that I learned is that the uh, infant, what is it, infant death? Mortality. Mortality rate Mm -hmm. for PI uh, babies, and I'm not sure if it's also PI mothers, is very, uh, if not the same to uh, that of um black mm-hmm. chill black babies infertile in, in, 
I don't know how you say it. Infant mortality. Infant mortality rates uh, and mothers, and and that's why there's such a a focus mm-hmm. on um, working with these two communities is because they have the highest rates, yeah. right, of of death. And so, I think, or what I see in terms of like birth work and birth services and being doulas is that like you all are a solution mm. to mm. Um, that. I don't know if it's an epidemic, but just that, you know, just that uh, issue that exists in our community. So thank you all very much for being here with us. Thank you for, um, you know, spending your time and your energy. I also just want to recognize that what I take away from what y'all said in your introduction is that you all take in a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) y'all take in a lot because I think. I know from the work that we all, you know, do in terms of working with uh, folks in the community, working with clients, is that there's a lot of secondary Mm. trauma that that might be uh, ingested, Mm -hmm. that might be taken in. Um, And before we get to the grounding piece, you know, another quick question uh, is just like, how do you all take care of yourselves uh, being such a... Mm-hmm. being such a protector in that way because I think it's important for us to to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to start off with, I think any doula training has to have a self-care aspect mm-hmm. to the training mm-hmm. because you can't help others when you're not helping yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't show up, you know, for families when you're not showing up for yourself. So, you know, once I started, you know, realizing like this is the path that I want to be on, I started finding more self-love and self-care and, you know, just everyday tasks like, you know, washing my hair or mm. like, and especially as a mother, like it's crazy, but, um, you know, like simple things like that, that people take granted for, um, that people take for granted, um, and also like throughout the week, just having a, a a me time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's super essential. Mm. Um, and then coming back from a birth, you know, you you get depleted, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and to recharge, it definitely, um, you know, makes a difference when you set that time aside after a birth to just, mm. you know, take care of your body, take a bath, um, mm. you know, go get a massage. Mm. You know, you've been up for, you know, almost two days with the family at a mm-hmm. birth, you know, who's having, who's struggling. Um, but the self-care is kind of the motivational piece and pushing through a birth. Like, you know, that's super long, um, at least for me. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I mean, like, as you said, the self-care piece is really important. For me, it's been coming through more lately as just trusting myself because there will be some days that I'm like I don't want to leave my house I'm trying to sleep all day you know and there's my my critical voice inside that's like you need to get up why aren't you doing something why aren't you being productive why aren't you doing this 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 and I've been you know honestly it sometimes I can't even do anything but just actually like lay down when my body tells me to and then watch the next day I get called to a birth and I'm there for three days mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful to birth because one, because it it really, um, you know, just the birthing process itself, like you have to trust, right? You have to, um, you have to just believe in the process and believe everything that's coming up and move from there, right? So instead of me trying to change 
the fact that I want to take a bath every day this week, right? I'm like, which I don't often do, but still, as an example, like, if I want to do that, then I have to really believe that, right? Or if mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to eat this, like, big-ass sub to my face right now. I'm so <laughs> fucking hungry, and then I'm going to pass out and then wake up and take a bath and pass out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's often more so after a birth, but, like, it's just, it's cultivating this um, relationship with my, like, intellectual self and my, like, subconscious or my, like, higher-knowing self, right? Then mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, you think we need to chill? All right. Let's see what happens, you know, and and even like the way that Maile and I have been working together with Mana Pacifica, there's, you know, we work for a nonprofit, so there's deadlines, there's shit that we need to get done. Mm-hmm. But we I love working with Maile because we're both really good at being like, let's see what happens. Like, uh, yeah, we didn't get to that today. And then watch like we just had a breakthrough yesterday mm-hmm. where we like yes. have been pushing on this meeting, pushing on this meeting, trying to make this meeting happen. And it's not fucking happening. And we we're both like, we're not going to just like fucking push it. And then someone will talk about them later. But this organization, kick ass organization in San Francisco came through and um, was like, we want to work with you mm-hmm. yeah, and make this meeting even better than we could have even imagined it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's kind of trusting that timing of birth trusting the babies because some doulas say like the babies call us you know it's not the moms it's the babies that are like Mm. i want you to be my doula Mm. right and so and the babies for me i'm like the babies are talking to angels they know what's happening like they're (laughs) just running the show right and so it's really like connecting to spirit and just being like cool whatever needs to happen i'm just a vessel i'm gonna watch it and listen Mm. to it and yeah be present and so that's been my self-care practice is like not being too critical word yeah. i love it thank y'all so much i know we've gotten deep into it and so um i just want to ask our guest to ground us um in this episode before we get further into birthing these conversations we have hey, we have laid out. Keywords. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I uh, I will. My and I talked about this. I talked with you all about this. Um, something that I've brought to share with everyone today and with all of our listeners is um, uh, just a little like uh, collective prayer, a little bit of like guided meditation. So if you want to get comfortable, mm-hmm. um, this is a little prayer that's going to go out to the land, the the non-human animals, the humans over in Australia to the waters, to everything over there because they're really suffering, you know? You want to look at, at I mean, I, I won't go too deep on it right now, but, like, the the to me, the earth is our mother, right? You want to think about how we treat the mother? Like, look at how she's crying out in Australia, right? So there's a lot of stuff we can do. You can send money. You can send resources. But something that everyone can do all the time is we can use the power of prayer, right? Mm. So um, I'm just going to kind of read through this thing we'll just do a little quick like visualization sending a lot of healing energy to australia um so i just invite everyone to kind of get quiet ground in your body and um if you can just kind of imagine you're looking at the sky kind of be thinking about australia right we're sending this to australia Mm. so um imagine you're looking at the sky you kind of start to see those clouds um gathering on the horizon those dark clouds gathering, you feel that rumble, you feel that kind of coldness in the air and that breeze. Um, And in the distance, you can see uh, 
those water droplets starting to fall, right? And those water droplets come closer and just kind of imagine a gentle rain, a light, consistent rain sprinkling everything all around you, um, falling down. You can feel it on your skin, feel it on the top of your head, the water droplets dripping down mm. onto the earth underneath you, um, kind of settling into the dust, uh, falling onto the trees that have been burnt, the trees that are still out there surviving, um, falling down onto the animals, kind of imagine that water collecting into little pools and the animals coming out from where they've been hiding to come and drink some of this water, um, soaking into the land, you know, being a little heavier, a little lighter, but just soaking, not not gathering too much, but just kind of gently calming, calming the land. Um, and see those fires that we've been seeing pictures of, those raging fires, see those start to be extinguished, calming down, just kind of everything just relaxing, right? Um, people and animals kind of relaxing, everyone taking a big um, breath of relief together and, um, you know, just the seeds that are underneath the ground, everything just soaking in that water and, mm. and starting to celebrate, starting to to celebrate that feeling of relief and, and the joy that comes from knowing that we're, we're getting through this. And so I just imagine, or I just invite people to imagine that feeling of being nice and soaked and send that feeling to Australia, cover them mm -hmm. in, in protection, cover them in water, think of them and send them water. Um, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Thank, Thank you. you. Roots. Thank you. So our bruh segment for this week, you know, there's so many topics that is going on that we could that we could dive into, but I think it's gonna be real imperative for mm -hmm. us to break down this term doula, right? Yes. What is a doula? Break it down. Give us the doula isms. You know, I, I think I know like for our community, there's probably a lot of questions around uh, what is a doula. I'll be honest, when I first came uh, to understand what a doula was, uh, shout out to my friend from SoCal, Stevie, out in mm. Long Beach. Uh, she was my first exposure to what a doula was. I loved the word, and I asked her, can I call you a doula? She was like, yeah, you can call me that. <laughs> and, and she, uh, just like y'all, you know, very um, focused on communities of color, especially with PI women and um, this whole doula service. And so... I, I still don't like know fully and I'm pretty sure a lot of us out there in the community don't know. So put us on ladies. What oh. is a doula? <laughs> doula ablangada. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I think the first distinction that's important to make, um, cause whenever I say, you know what a doula is, people are like, it's, it's like a midwife, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes. And so, I would say the biggest distinction to make is that, um, okay, so first, let's break it down all the way. So usually if you were just to go to a hospital, most hospitals are hella long, Western hospitals, you would go to see an OBGYN, right? That's an obstetrics, obstetrician gynecologist. And so that is a person that, you know, attends prenatally in birth. They can do C-sections. Um, 
and will maybe take care of you postpartum. What's a C-section? A C-section, it's called a cesarean section, and it's a surgery that people have when the doctors have deemed that they do not qualify to try for a vaginal birth. Mm. Um, for a medically indicated reason, oftentimes, especially in communities of color, for a non-medically indicated reason, that's kind of bullshit, to be totally frank. Um, you know, it's very convenient. C-sections take about 30 minutes. You schedule them. You're in and out. You know, births, like Myla was saying earlier, labor and birth could take two days, three days, five days. You know what I mean? That's what my mom would be saying about me. She'd be extra. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but it can take that long, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so an, an OBGYN is is kind of like the most western standard of care mm. then you have a midwife a midwife is also a medical professional they're going to attend the person a traditional midwife so there's a traditional midwife and then there's a hospital midwife right a mm. hospital midwife is closer to an OBGYN. she works within the hospital um, if you're receiving care at kaiser or at any hospital where they have midwives you might be seeing one midwife for your prenatal care, mm. um, but when it comes time to go to your birth, you get whoever's on shift. You know what I mean? Mm. So I could have been seeing one uh, this one midwife, and then when I roll in, it's someone that I've never met before. Mm. And when her shift is over, if I'm still in labor, a different midwife's gonna come in mm -hmm. and she's gonna pass off my care, right? Yeah. Mm. A traditional midwife is, you know, someone, um, like in Samoa, it's called the Fa'ato Sanga, right? Um, uh, that is someone who will attend all of the prenatal visits. I've worked, I worked at a, a birth center on the border with Arizona and Sonora, Mexico. And so we attended all of the prenatal appointments. We labor sat with them, which means we kick it from the beginning of labor until they're ready to give birth. Mm -hmm. We attend the birth. Um, midwives do like receive the baby, right? They, they are trained in neonatal resuscitation. They are trained in administering certain kinds of, of drugs, but they're not, um, they're not going to out of hospital midwives are not going to give you like Pitocin to make your labor faster. Right. Whereas an in hospital midwife, you know, they're going to put you on an IV. They're going to do all these things. Mm. A traditional midwife is more kind of like sit back, mm -hmm. let you have your baby. I'm here if you need anything. And a traditional midwife has seen enough births that she knows this is going normally, mm. right? Whereas a hospital, and it's an important distinction because some people are like, I don't need a min, I don't need a doula because I have a midwife in the hospital. Um, hospital midwives, they're still going to be like, hey, why don't we get you on the pitocin drip? Oh, do you want some uh, laughing gas? Do you want a morphine drip? Do mm. you want an epidural? You know what I mean? Interventions. So, yeah, they're they're about the interventions because they've been trained that way, mm. right? Um, so that's kind of so I would say like. Most medical OBGYN, then uh, hospital midwife, traditional midwife, and then comes the doula, right? The doula can, it kind of like uh, uh, interlaces with all of the other models of care. The doula is not a medical professional. We, you know, our scope of practice, we're not supposed to, I'm not going to take your blood pressure. I'm not going to check your pee. I'm not going to feel the baby's position. Um we're not supposed to tell you to take anything. A midwife, a traditional midwife might be like, uh, drink this tea, eat prunes because you need more iron. A hospital midwife might be like, hey, take this iron drip. You have to come into the hospital every two weeks to come get this iron supplement, right? Um, a doula is going to be like, well, here's some resources about iron. This is why, oh, like, you know, you here's why iron is important in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, and here are some things that you could eat if you wanted to, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I really like being a doula because it's more about empowering the individual mm-hmm. to take responsibility for themselves. Right. Um, and, and providing resources and support rather than being like, you do this, I'm writing you a script. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the doula attends, you know, Maile and I, um, through our job at Mana Pacifica, we also take private doula clients, but mostly we're doing Mana Pacifica. We do three prenatal appointments. When our clients call us in labor, we go, we attend the birth. Um, we're there for that whole thing. We're there, you know, a couple hours postpartum, like sometimes like four hours, maybe six hours. And then we do four postpartum visits. Mm. And so with us, when we go into the hospital with our client, the nurses change shifts. Uh-huh. The the midwives change shifts. The uh-huh. doctors change shifts. Uh-huh. We are the the constant care, right? Mm-hmm. And our, our appointments, we go to the house, right? We're going to go kick it with you. A lot of our appointments, we're just chilling with our clients, mm-hmm. building rapport, right? Exactly. Um, and so the doula is just like, I tell clients, I'm like, I'm your new best friend. I'm your new cousin <laughs> that you didn't know about that <laughs> um, that has attended births before yeah that's it i really don't like to professionalize it too much because it's like i just ha- i happen to have this life experience that would make me potentially valuable to you mm-hmm. in this way um yeah Wait, do you have stuff to add to that yeah i mean i think you pretty much summed up everything mm. that we do um i would just say to add on um we're pretty much like a non-judgmental um you know person Mm -hmm. and that can be helpful um Mm. for example when families you know have um you know things they do around birth like oh you know you need to feed your baby every so often Mm -hmm. when in reality you know when a baby um is just born they're gonna sleep more often so it is okay so balancing you know family values and Mm -hmm. or myths so-called myths Mm -hmm. um with you know what your baby needs Mm -hmm. is is another thing that we do we're kind of you know just there to listen um a lot of the time and for some births we don't really have to do so much it might just be simply being in the room holding space um and that you know can feel really protective um and keep, you know, staff, hospital staff on their toes mm-hmm. and make sure that they're not, you know, trying to take advantage mm-hmm. um, of families um, just simply to get their job done or, mm-hmm. you know, get onto another room. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's I, another thing that we do. I love that. It's very uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and also, like, I, what I hear is those protective measures being taken um, by holding mm-hmm. spaces accountable and also empowering mm-hmm. the mothers. What, what's what's it been like um, if fathers are in the picture? What's mm-hmm. it been like being um, a doula for the unit? What, do That's the fathers ever question. get involved? Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like um, when we come and serve a family, we're serving everybody. Not mm. only are we, you know, the doula for the mother, we're also there telling family members like, you know, 
um, educating them and telling them, you know, check in with this about her throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for example, our first birth um, for Mana, we had a father who had no idea what was going on in the room before mm-hmm. we came and no nurse or doctor, you know, sat there to explain and ask him, like, do you know what's going on? So when we rolled up, um, we pretty much had to catch him up and teach him how to read, you know, the heart monitor mm. and the contraction monitor to see Mm -hmm. you know when she's contracting Mm -hmm. um so we're also there for the dad too Mm -hmm. just to to help him support you know Mm -hmm. his woman as well you're a doula for both we're a doula for everybody everybody probably even the kids too if they do already have kids exactly Mm -hmm. explaining everything Mm -hmm. and and we're kind of that like normalizing force in the room too because it's like you know, if people haven't really seen birth or have had negative experiences in birth, they're going to be like, or, you know, even our family, like your boo doesn't want to see you like in pain, Mm -hmm. perceive you in pain, Mm -hmm. or, you know, your mom's really stressed out because she had a bad birth experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's all this stuff. And so the doula is kind of this impartial, but like on the birthing person's side, individual who's like, this is normal. Yeah. This is good. It's normal, you know, and it's that kind of moment that all of us have. Like honestly, I have friends who are like, people need doulas for everything. Your doula, your doula <laughs> right, is just right. your just <laughs> your your support. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. it's just like imagine if something stressful is happening in life and you just have someone there that's next to you, puts an arm on your shoulder and is like, Hey, it's chill. Mm-hmm. We're good. And how much that brings the stress level down, right? And the stress level comes down, then you're able to actually perceive what's going on, right? Because when we got mm-hmm. the adrenaline going, or we're scared, yeah. mm-hmm. or I'm triggered because I had this experience in my past. You let how... it pop off. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then, you know, in the hospital, they can kick you out the room, like, mm. you know, or, or they could start giving you attitude and not checking for you, you know? And so a lot of what we do, and the, the role of a doula is different in so many capacities, right? Exactly. Like, depends on the population that you're working with the individual family that you're working with yeah. right? because if I'm working I do sometimes work with white clients right because they can hella pay me mm-hmm. you know before Mana Pacifica, <laughs> I was like I didn't ha- I wasn't getting super paid by my by a lot of my clients you know and I'm trying to shift that and I think we as a culture can shift how we value this kind of care work mm. but like you know, white folks might be like, I need you to like massage this essential oil into my temples mm-hmm. and do this and all the shit that we associate with being like really like hippie or bougie or whatever. And then with some of our other clients, it's like, yeah, I'm just in the room being like, excuse me, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Our client wants to know what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like they're about to do this. Does that sound okay to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, are you sure? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to, sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry, y'all, you know, I'm this kind of doula. They're like, it's fine. You know? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. are you okay with this? You know, yeah. just establishing consent because right. that's someone's body, right. you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. can I ask this question mm-hmm. of like, because um, a friend of mine was talking about how, you know, in therapy, mm-hmm. if you go see a therapist, you may not be feeling that therapist. You can move on to the mm-hmm. next, right? Mm-hmm. You can shuffle through the deck until mm-hmm. you find the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. Does the same happen with uh, when folks are wanting a doula? Do they cycle through like um, who they feel like they can connect with, or are, they, are you are you just like assigned and that's who you got? How does how does the selection process happen? 
yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, for for people who are looking for private doulas, they definitely have to, you know, find somebody that they click with. Like, I would definitely recommend that. Um, as mm. far as Mana Pacifica, mm-hmm. um, we get most of our referrals and moms through um, hospital providers, so midwives, OBs, um, and also clinics as well. Um, and then we also have... Um, self-referral so they can go to our website and um you know check out our bio read our mission our vision our philosophy and if that's something you know that they relate with or can connect with um you know we set up an intake appointment and that's pretty much you know um how we um let them know about how we our doula care model how we work and see if we vibe Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much how we get our clients and you know we've been vibing with most of our clients so do you anticipate that once this uh you know just once y'all are able to continually continuously do this Mm -hmm. that there will be referrals from other mothers Mm-hmm. Yeah, or definitely. fathers or families. For yeah, sure. just not it's, yet, huh? Because it's, not, yeah, it's cause very brand new. Yeah, mm. and I, a lot of doulas say like it's not even the mother that will refer the doula; it's the partner. Because the, the partners, partners are the, partners. the most grateful because they're just like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be the one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. She hates me right now. Right. And I can't mm. help, you know? And it's so I feel so bad for the partner sometimes because the mom is like, get away from me yeah <laughs> and then we come over and she likes it you know what i exactly. mean yeah but I, and with the referral process like right now with mana pacifica to be real you stuck with us and um, <laughs> but i think you know it we are working towards like we just um right now at this very moment there's eight pacific islanders in a free doula training hey. that is completely funded whoa, whoa. You know, that Sister Web, our parent organization, um, got the funding for. They're getting a stipend for it. You know, we just because we are in a situation where, like, our communities have been oppressed by the dominant system does not mean that we have to take what is given to us. You know what exactly. I mean? We, should, we deserve the capacity to choose. If you don't like myself or Maile, you should have options of who you can receive care from that exactly. is... That is Someone that you feel confident with, you know. Will you help them find other options, or will definitely. you? Definitely. Oh, okay. Definitely. And once we have these doulas trained, then we have a network of eight more Pacific yeah. Islanders Word. in the Bay yeah. Area that mm-hmm. you can pick from ten people. Then exactly. You know what Dang. I mean? Trying to build a network, y'all. Right? Yes. yes. And, and this work is not just for women, right? No, it's nope. not just for women. That's ooh, because that was gonna be my next question. Thank it, you, it, partner. No, like, yeah, can Because I remember seeing Spoo mm-hmm. on at that training. Yeah, our can a dude be a doula? Well, there's there's a term called doula. I hate it. Doodla. <laughs> don't erase that from your memory because yeah. I just wanted to. Don't do it. it. <laughs> don't yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's for any gender. It's it's for mm. whoever's gonna support you. Mm. You know what I mean? And whoever I, and, the, they're comfortable with. Right. Mm. And like, I didn't become a doula because I decided to become a doula. It's because my friend wanted support, so I went and read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've facilitated doula trainings, and I've worked with a lot of doulas, and. It's like if you care about people and you're interested in birth, right. you're a doula. Right. If you showed up to a doula training, you're already a doula. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like arguably all of our people have the capacity to be doulas. Mm-hmm. It's just in our particular like communities, what I see myself and Miley really doing is like um, putting people on game to how to navigate the hospital system so mm-hmm. that we can feel confident. So mm-hmm. we can say a nurse... Um, 
okay, you say that this is happening, but I can see on the machine that this, that actually this is happening. Can you explain what you're mm. talking about? Mm -hmm. It's just education for how to navigate the system so that people feel confident to speak up and take up space, right? right. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's appropriate that I be in some family that I don't know's birth, right? Because mm -hmm. that's not how our communities are. Mm -hmm. We keep our family hella close. Mm -hmm. So for me in the ideal world, Everyone, everyone has someone in their family or closely related to their family that knows something about birth mm -hmm. and that is getting, receiving continued, continuous education or teaching themselves how to navigate the hospital system so that we can all be cared for appropriately. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. This might be an ignorant question. This will be my last ignorant question in this <laughs> segment. But, um, you know, I think of when I think of doulas, I think of water birth, mm. right? And so I'm not sure if that's necessarily true because I hear y'all talking a lot about being in the the hospitals, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, what? How does how does water births happen? And is it like, is it a preferred method with doulas, or it's or what I'm? I think what I'm getting is that it's whatever the 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 mother or the Mm -hmm. parents want to do so like mm -hmm. could you speak maybe about the benefits or, or mm -hmm. like what you would recommend yeah what's the deal because yeah I'm and just, that's a good uh, question because a lot of people yeah. do is because doulas it's kind of coupled in this whole like natural health movement so yeah. there's the assumption if i'm gonna have a doula i have to birth at home i gotta eat my placenta and like definitely breastfeed for like three years and birth in the water you know <laughs> no you can do whatever you want like yeah. Myla yeah. said we're non-judgmental that's the bottom line we're not judgmental and we're mm. very supportive and mm. we're informed mm. yeah that's it but yeah that's do you it. want to talk about water birth yeah period <laughs> um so water birth is an option so you have the option of birthing in a hospital birthing in a birth center birthing at your home Mm -hmm. and um you know you can have your baby in the water and when you have your baby in the water it's typically not going to be in the hospital setting just because of their protocols and liability mm -hmm. so you're going to have a water birth either at a birth center mm -hmm. or at your house mm -hmm. um and it's pretty much just like a blow-up pool that they set up mm -hmm. um if it's at your home mm -hmm. um but the benefits of having a water birth, um, it takes a lot of pressure off of your body. So when mm -hmm. you're in the water, there's less gravity um, and the baby is in water, you know, in inside as well. So that also helps, you know, relieve a lot of the pressure from contractions and allows your body, you know, to expand and also um, transition um, what they call it um, from, you know, being five centimeters you know up to 10 centimeters um and uh, typically it's it, a midwife is going to be there at any water birth um as well as a doula um and a lot of women like it because of the calming effects that the water has mm. um the ability to move um and have movement for example, when you're in a hospital, um, if you get an epidural, um, that pretty much numbs, you know, you waist down. So you're unable to get up off the bed. Mm. And that's a problem because m we need movement to move the baby down, you know, um, through the pelvis. Mm. So that's a big benefit with the water, you know, mm -hmm. that fluidity mm -hmm. um, that the, you know, the water offers. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. I, I would say too, like the bathtubs, you know, um, 
home birth is not as crazy as it's like made out to be. Like I said, midwives are like extremely well trained in neonatal resuscitation, CPR. Like there's a lot that people go through to become certified, especially in California. But yeah, the birth the birth tubs are big. They're big. Pacific mm-hmm. Islanders can fit in these birth tubs. Like, yeah. you know, because I'm thinking about the birth tub at my house. I'm like, no one wants a birth in that tub. It's hella small and shallow, you know, but these are like the size of a jacuzzi, mm-hmm. but it's a blow up tub, mm-hmm. you know, right. and it's kind of, if you think about for those of us, maybe those of you listening that have had period cramps, like mm-hmm. what it feels like to just have your period cramps versus like, oh, I can go sit in the bath. Water or, therapy. Mm-hmm, or even with the doula, oh, someone's massaging my back mm-hmm. while this is happening, you know, or someone's just sitting there commiserating like yeah dude this is intense you know what i mean versus being like ignoring you while you're in pain but water birth yeah basically there's those benefits that miley said that like potentially can make the person more comfortable there's a lot of times people labor in the water but they birth outside of the Mm, water okay Mm -hmm. because like miley was mentioning like the cervix which is the opening of the uterus that the baby has to come through that's what they're counting the numbers it goes from closed which is zero to 10 centimeters which is about the size of the baby's head and um, between zero and 10 centimeters, you're having these contractions, right? That are basically like really intense period cramps. It's the uterus like squeezing itself and kind of like squeezing and pushing the baby down, but also like pulling up on the muscles to open up the cervix. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get from zero to 10, you can't push, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of times people get kind of hung up in labor because the the intensity of the contractions is really painful feeling. Mm -hmm. And so it's really like our minds are really powerful you know people yes. kind of like tense up they hold their bodies they don't want to let their baby come and push on their cervix and open them up and so it slows everything down so if you're chilling in a bathtub that's warm every time you have a contraction and you're having that relaxing feeling or after the contraction comes and you can just relax into the bathtub mm-hmm. you're potentially going to open up more easily mm-hmm. if you like the tub some people fucking hate tubs so mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter you know yeah. um And then some people say, like, it can be more gentle for the baby because the baby comes from the amniotic fluid, Mm -hmm. which is the sack of waters inside the uterus. It comes from there. And then they're just born into the water. And there's a hella cute videos of the babies being born into water and just swimming. Yeah, just kind of underwater. Um, And that can be a more gentle transition for them, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely more gentle than the traditional hospital pull you out, slap you, put you in bright lights, you know? Smack your ugly ass. And, you know, I say that a lot to the clients, too. I'm like, that's a baby. Like, you know, they feel scared. They feel freaked out. Like, they've only been inside of a dark, warm, wet place for hell for most of their life. So to bring them out into the world, like, it can just be more gentle. It's not necessary, you know. Like, in the islands, we didn't have people weren't birthing Mm -hmm. in the hot tub you know yeah. but like but it's option it's a tool mm-hmm. yeah. it's a tool it's that a you tool. have available to you and they don't drown too when mm-hmm. they're birthed in the water mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they breathe through um the umbilical cord mm-hmm. so that's also another gen uh, a gentle way you know to bring them into the world mm-hmm. um for example, when the umbilical cord is cut right away, um, they can usually gasp for air because mm-hmm. their oxygen is cut off for yeah. a second. Um, so that's why that water birth is a lot more easier on the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to to sort of take us mm-hmm. uh, take us home in this conversation because yeah. this has come up a few times is the umbilical cord placenta mm-hmm. and these, like what is it like well I, I like what is it but also like because just 
having heard stories um, from the cord wrapped around the neck. Well, we could talk about that too. Oh, but I think uh, just like with the you know with back home in mm, the islands mm, and how like mm. um, the umbilical cord or the placenta like those things are not mm -hmm. discarded because yeah. i know you shared exactly. before that like in the hospital those are discarded mm -hmm. um but mm -hmm. but rather used to either plant mm -hmm. you know like they would plant on the land mm -hmm. or they would plant it in the ocean mm -hmm. you know and it would have like mm -hmm. it would have not magic mm -hmm. but it would just have intention mm -hmm. of like the life the life mm -hmm. that was given mm -hmm to sort of uh, give back in that way, whether they'll be mm -hmm. like fishermen or to till the land, mm -hmm. you know, anything like that, because it's just the same as when we die, you know, mm -hmm. like folks who are buried, their their body is given back mm -hmm. to the earth yeah. the way that it was given. And so I don't know, just to share some or shed some light about mm -hmm. the importance of uh, the placenta mm -hmm. and the umbilical cord and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, well, Typically across Pacific Islander culture, we've buried the placenta as a way to ground, you know, the baby in, in their roots and in their home um, to symbolize uh, lineage mm -hmm. and family. So that was why, um, you know, uh, people often planted, you know, near their homes or near the water, like you had said. Um, more of I would say it, it's a postpartum ceremony um, okay. you know for for the family um, to as a celebration of this new life mm -hmm. and also to to cultivate you know the family's um, you know lineage mm -hmm. um, it's definitely been lost you know mm -hmm. over here definitely in the mainland but back home there it's it's more um prevalent there because mm -hmm. um, over here once again like we said earlier everything's medicalized um our placenta is now used as medical waste mm -hmm. um so our role over here at mana is you know to bring that tradition back and be super intentional about the whole process you know even after the baby's here um can you request those things? Can they give you yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. You can okay. take your placenta home, mm -hmm. um, freeze it, um, you know, so that it, it lasts. Um, and you could either ingest it. It's not really what, you know, PI people do. Yeah. But, um, you know, planting it mm. um, mm -hmm. near or around your home or even the water mm -hmm. um, is what we've traditionally done. Yeah. And I'll just say about the placenta and the amniotic sac. So the placenta is the organ. It's the only organ that we grow and dispose of. It's mm -hmm. its own ass organ. And I guess technically the baby grows it, but with the resources of the mother, of the birthing person. But um, the placenta hat is what connects to the mother's, the, the parent's body. Um, and that's what like pulls the blood and the nutrients from the body and gives it to the baby via the umbilical cord. And then there's a sac of fluid called the amniotic sac around the baby. That's a sterile, you know, water environment that they grow in. Mm. And the placenta and the amniotic sac is the first home of the child. That's the first mm -hmm. home of the spirit. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that's really powerful. Like there's a lot of cultures that say like where you bury the placenta is where that spirit's going to go back to. Exactly. Mm. Right. Um, and so, 
you know, and and for a lot of indigenous people, like we're very uh, careful, mindful about what we do with the parts of our bodies, right? Yeah. You know, there's there's cultures you cut your hair and your nail trimmings, you don't leave that shit around. You know, mm-hmm. you do something with it, you put it, you burn it, you put it mm. in the trash, something, but you don't just leave it around. And so, because these are, these are, you know, our bodies are sacred. So mm. like, why would we just yeah. dispose of something, right? And I'm thinking, while Milo was talking, I was like, even on a practical level, if we were the islands and you just threw the placenta in the trash heap, the dog's gonna eat it. Right. You want the dog to eat the first home of your child, of this new spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then there is, yeah, that aspect of like planting it in the ground, putting it in the water, um, being intentional, making it prayerful, right? Mm-hmm. And and I really believe that like, you know, for myself, like the earth engages us, the earth knows us, right? So when you put when you put that placenta in the water, you're offering it to the fish and asking them to eat of you so that you can eat of them and right. build that reciprocal relationship. It really does. I can I can just attest to that. I mean, I feel like it's completely separate, but really connecting back to mother earth Mm -hmm. thinking back to your uh prayer and grounding us um for everything that's happening in australia Mm -hmm. i'll just say really quickly that there was a trip i went on uh during spring break when i was in college it was a service trip and we Mm -hmm. went to hawaii to Mm -hmm. um till the land basically right to give back in some sort of way and so we worked on the Mm lois which was like a tarot which were the tarot patches Mm -hmm. um we cleaned up. We cleaned up um, different parts of the island, and so had that experience. Mm-hmm. When I went back to Hawaii after that, as soon as I stepped off the plane, mm-hmm. I shit you not, I just felt this mm-hmm. mana, you know, mm-hmm. from the ground. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though I had my shoes on and everything, there was just a different feeling I had about being there, right. and it was like this spiritual connection right. to the to the land that right. I couldn't figure out until right. my last day of being there. Mm. I was like, there's just this feeling over right. me. I don't know what it is. Right. And I shared it with my cousin. He was like, well, you connected with the land, mm. right. you know, you, 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 you cared for it and yeah. you feel it. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. And it's relationship. And <laughs> mm-hmm. when we have a relationship, we're going to care for it, you know? Yeah. And I just want to advocate like, Taking the placenta home, like Myla said, doesn't mean you need to eat it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I was offering to someone whose grandma has houseplants. You could mm. ask your doula to dehydrate it and turn it into powder. You could feed that to your houseplants. Right. You mm. could plant it under the apple tree. Right. There is a black family from San Francisco for hella generations. This grandma was showing me videos of her children going and burying the placenta out at the pier. You know, mm. and it's like because yes, as indigenous people, we are separate from our homelands, mm-hmm. but we're still indigenous people, and right. we relate to the earth. Right. And so, what does it look like to be like, yeah, I buried my placenta right here. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because this is where I live, and this is the land that I have relationship with. You know, and we what just I mean? we just recently uh, watched the movie mm-hmm. One Thousand Robes, right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where the midwife male midwife mm-hmm. um you've seen that movie yeah no oh <clears throat> really really good movie we just recently watched it but there's a, the male midwife um buries the placenta mm-hmm. under the lemon tree mm-hmm. right now maybe you, so you can probably add on to it or both of you but what was the whole um what do you think the whole reasoning behind that why he buried it under the um the lemon tree because one one of the things i noticed is that he would pull from that tree like every so often mm. and grab the lemon and kind of squeeze it and he would just kind of caress it over his hair mm. and then he also uses it to fulfill the women that mm. the the pregnant women mm. that he's um you know 
I'm catering to. He's he's doing actual traditional fofo. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I don't know like because I know you you uh, just recently watched it as well. So mm-hmm. like what's uh, <laughs> what are what are some things that came to you when you were watching that movie? Um, you know I'm I'm really all about the blessings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, the baby spirits are hella talking to angels. You know what I mean? Like they're they're very connected and. And I think our ancestors are watching us. I think I really like deeply believe in in the like spirits that live inside of nature, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, watching that, watching the um, male midwife in that movie um, plant underneath the lemon tree, like that was a lemon tree just outside of his house, and that's mm-hmm. a great example. He lived in an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was in New Zealand, but like. Aww. Um, the lemon tree was there, he plants it there, and then he's receiving of the fruit, and he's mm-hmm. anointing himself with that fruit, and he's massaging. And so that brings, to me, I'm watching that, and I'm like, that brings all of that intention, yeah. all the mana, all the blessings from those babies, all that protection the of those energy, babies that were right. born well and healthy, you know? Yeah. And it brings that energy, and it just, like, builds, and it creates this bubble of, like, blessing and protection around the That's practice, true. you know? That's true. For myself, when I worked at the birth center on the border, um, a lot of those moms, because a lot of us were like, ew, the bl- disgusting, mm-hmm. you know, and I understand that and I respect that, you know, but those moms, because I was at the birth center, I'd be like, can I take this home? Because mm. I lived on some land and I would bury it in our garden mm-hmm. and then I would eat and we grew vegetables in that garden, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we ate that food and it nourished us, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. I really like how you said that. I'm sorry, Go ahead. but I really like, love how you said that because now I'm, I'm thinking about another part in that movie where <clears throat> he goes and he addresses one of the uh, baby daddies mm-hmm. because the baby daddy wasn't being too good to one of his clients. Mm-hmm. So he's over here being a father and he but in the movie, they highlight that he's holding lemons as he's like aggressively approaching this this mm-hmm. dude and saying like. If you want to act like that, step outside. I don't beat your ass. Mm. You know, but they really emphasize him hold, holding the lemons. So I really, yeah, that was holding really, that energy. Yeah, that energy, mm-hmm. that ancest, ancestor royal protection. It was that. Yeah, that was really. I think mm. this conversation also is really relatable to why PI doulas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a connection um, between. Um, when women are comfortable mm-hmm. with, you know, who's around them during birth and when they're not. Mm-hmm. And there's been better birth outcomes when people are, you know, feel culturally, um, you know, when there's culturally competent people mm-hmm. around them um, to relieve a lot of that stress, you know, that the whole hospital system puts on because it's not our culture, you know, mm-hmm. when we go into the ho- these hospitals. Um, so the importance of having a PI doula is really just, you know, being able to relate and understand, you know, the culture and practices and beliefs of our people mm-hmm. um, to, to cultivate a better birth experience that, mm-hmm. you know, outsiders can't you know give our people mm-hmm. um and to get into that like deeper um a lot of people in san francisco just to throw a little data out don't know that pacific islanders have a higher preterm birth rate than um you know other people um black women uh, black babies have the highest um, rate, but UCSF had did a project that found that we actually have the second highest rate. And this is higher than the average of mm. the state of California that lumps um, PI and Asians together. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's been this big push for PI doulas in San Francisco and how we 
um, at Mana Pacifica got involved um, in it and pretty much we're here to, you know, bring that rate down and also provide yes. a bunch of support, you know, so that we can bring this family resiliency back because a lot of people outside of the U.S. have a lot of uh, have a lot better birth rates than mm. us, you know, in this country, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because we're definitely more industrialized. Mm. We have a lot more resources mm-hmm. um but we have these birth outcomes that are really bad for our people yeah. and it really symbolizes and also like shows the racism that mm. you know is is put on us um and ultimately it's affecting our babies our future generations mm. are having to pay for it so that's my take on why we need pi doulas mm. um yeah like, i mean again it's like y'all are a solution exactly uh, to this crisis that exactly i think that has existed for a minute you know and now we're just either that data has been there or we're just now becoming privy to it mm. that's what it is um and man this is this is superhero work right you know not to but I, not to put it in that sense you know what i mean yeah. I I mean, and we'll talk about this and chop it up, too. But, like, I also want to make sure that we shout out. There's people that have been doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was talking to my Auntie Lena. She's like, yeah, I'm the doula for my family. There's other aunties in the church that do this. So, like, Mm. we have people that do it. Mm -hmm. I think the missing piece, because we have people that know, hey, if you just had a baby, don't be out here eating hot Cheetos and drinking cold (laughs) drinks. Please. Sit down. Don't sit down. Don't clean. And drink warm liquids. Keep your belly wrapped up. Like, keep the baby warm. Don't be passing. You know what I mean? Just all this stuff. Um, There are people that are doing this work, right? Mm -hmm. But because, you know, women's work and family work is not uh, recognized in this society, Mm, it's just like an extra thing. It's a given. It's a given, right? But, like, um yeah we'll talk about it more but i'm like we're not like you said you know about like you said about our uh game at the beginning of the podcast we're not inventing this this is not something that we've been doing it's just Mm -hmm. you know western culture makes us give it a label and monetize it it. so we're just trying to reclaim it connect the dots and like improve birth outcomes Mm -hmm. well thank you for that let's just take this quick break and we'll come back to close up this conversation Mm -hmm. What's good, y'all? This is Jordan Fihaki of The Wayfinders. Tap in with us and visit our website at fearlesswayfinders.com. And remember, only us stop us. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, KZ Volks, living out my dreams out now on all platforms. Go ahead and cop that. Chop it up. All right, welcome back. We have reached our Chop It Up section. Again, we have uh, these amazing doulas in the studio with us, Ruta and Maile, and we are going to just get straight into it. Um, just, uh, again, they they work with an amazing uh, doula program out there in San Francisco called Sister Web, and we just want to know a little bit about it. Tell us what's currently happening right now with Sister Web. Ladies. So currently, um, you know, specifically for the PI um, program, Mana Pacifica, that Ruta and I are developing and cultivating. Mm. Um, Right now, we are, you know, PI doulas who are trying to bring back our, you know, cultural birth traditions back to, you know, the mainstream um, birthing 
culture in San Francisco mm. um, and the importance of having PI doulas specifically is um, in San Francisco is because PI women have um, higher preterm birth rates um, than, um, you know, other areas in California. They have a higher rate out here in San Francisco. And that's pretty much mm. what we're trying to address. Um, we want better outcome, birth outcomes and experiences for our people um, because we deserve it. And that's, mm. you know, historically been, um, you know, we've been what's the word we've we've we know how to have babies mm. and we need to get back to that pretty much <laughs> thank you we like to have babies. Yeah, we like to do the things to have the babies <laughs> right what does preterm mean because you know i'm a i'm a man over here so i don't know so preterm basically means before your due date you know mm. um preterm means oh, like preemie yeah, yeah, preemie is 36 weeks and mm. before. Okay. So after 36 weeks, it's considered normal. Um, it could be, quote unquote, late preterm, which is after 36 weeks, but before your due date. But preterm is typically, you know, when you have your baby before 36 weeks and full term is uh, 40 weeks. Mm. Okay. Or more. Or more. Okay. 42 weeks. Oy, oy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, like, as Sister Web, we have this really, I'm, I just want to say I'm so grateful for this job because it's, we get to, um, we get to serve individuals, but we also have the opportunity to do community work. And, you know, something that I, I've been thinking about a lot is that, kind of like I mentioned, you know, just because I'm a doula, just because I'm a Pacific Islander doesn't mean that you want me at your birth. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it doesn't really make sense for us to necessarily, like, professionalize being this, I, I, I would re really, I want to call us, like, birth companions, birth attendants, right? Because mm. doula is just so, like, I mean, it's not even in our language, you know? Mm. Um it does sound cool though yeah, it does sound cool it's pretty a doula okay yeah but you know so these people like um i would i think that it's gonna make more sense for our community for our community to just get more trained and more accustomed kind of reclaim birth culture right mm -hmm. as opposed to like having to have specialists teach us about it right mm -hmm. and nice. so um because too i'm like cultural shift is going to make us healthier and just automatically have better birth outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So if if more people in our families know, A, what does it look like? What does it mean when someone's ankles are really swollen in pregnancy? Is that too swollen or is that normal swollen? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, their, their heart, their blood pressure is higher. Is that normal higher or is it too much higher? You mm -hmm. know, and to just kind of equip people with being able to check for that, um, that is an interesting part of our job that we get to do, right? And so in that vein, like we just as of yesterday like um connected with and Myla will talk more about this because she's better at it but like um connected with another organization in san francisco called expecting justice which put on the preterm birth initiative which specifically focuses on black and pacific islander birthing people right mm. and mm, so um, yeah and so they're really about like making sure that people are having better outcomes and and having the resources that they need to get those better outcomes mm. so we're currently in the pro in the process of um, coming up with these meetings 
that we can have just kind of, I would say like gatherings, teaching, skillshares, um, because as I had mentioned, like we want to give all respect to our elders who have been doing this work for Absolutely. since time immemorial. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because white people decided finally that natural birth is is actually an acceptable thing to be happening in the hospitals or that eating our traditional foods maybe is a good idea or, you know, caretaking our babies in a gentle and loving way actually isn't bad for them. Just because white folks just decided that doesn't mean we haven't been knowing it since forever. You know what I mm. mean? So that's why I say it's a reclamation rather than a learning of something. Mm. And so we want to give all respect to our, like, um, you know, who we are descended from in this work and really bring in the people, bring in those aunties, bring in that traditional knowledge and also wed it with acknowledging the fact that we live in a capitalist white supremacist system where you have to pay to go to the hospital. They make more money if you're more sick, mm -hmm. just to be real. Yep. You know, they make more money if you get a C-section. A C-section, they get paid like 30G or something like that, right? Um, and you have to, is it true that mothers have to have a C-section every time after that is not true not oh true. okay that's not true at all, but they'll for, tell you that thank you for yeah. busting that myth. yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah if you have had a c-section if someone you know have had, has had a c-section you can absolutely have a vaginal birth after c-section mm. um it's easier for them to not you know what i mean a lot of our health is being managed by what is easier and more convenient for the hospital system which is a system that's inherently based in white supremacy, colonization, mm -hmm. capitalism, you mm. know what I mean? So this is why I said it's like the, the divesting from that. Um, but like uh, we we are envisioning these meetings and we're, we're still in the process of working it out of having people come through and really, you know, um, having these like little trainings or presentations of, of, of uh, cultural stuff cultural ways okay in fiji this is how we take care of people postpartum okay we're all going to cook a traditional dish that everyone eats mm -hmm. because it's highly nutritious and easy to digest and increases blood uh not blood milk supply mm. right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then we're going to give a presentation on um high blood pressure and pregnancy and simple ways to deal with it how to notice it what the risk factors are um and simple diet or exercise changes that you could make or mm. simple supplements that are easily available and non-expensive that you can use to support that, right? Mm -hmm. And have both of those so that our people are just better equipped. Mm. And in addition to all, um, you know, all that, um, another thing that we're doing with MANA is, um, you know, implementing, institu implementing institutional and organizational change. Mm. So a part of Sister Web is, um, it's called the Champion Dyad. And that's pretty mm. much how we hold um, medical providers and also doulas accountable, mm. accountable for the work that we do. So nice. it's kind of like bi-directional bi feedback that we can offer and get. Um, so, you know, at birth, not only are we evaluating, you know, the medical providers, but they're also evaluating how effective we are as doulas in supporting, um, you know, healthy births. Um, and this is honestly a, a super big, you mm -hmm. know, new privilege that mm -hmm. that we have over here at Mana because a lot of doulas don't have the opportunity to build these relationships within these institutions and um you know in the end make change mm -hmm. that's gonna you know benefit our people um and 
Yeah, and I, I would say too that Jet, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a really unique part of of Mana Pacifica and also Sister Web mm-hmm. is that like with our client that we just had, we had our first client in December, and um, it was an amazing experience and. And the fucking nurses were still hella fucked up to them. Mm. You know, the nurses were rushing them. When we showed up, the nurses were telling them that they maybe should think about a C-section on some bullshit, mm. on literally some bullshit, you know? And and that's a major surgery. Mm-hmm. That's an abdominal surgery that cuts through four layers of muscle that you have to recover from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you might be told for the rest of your life, you have to have C-sections. Mm-hmm. Keep having repeated mm-hmm. intense surgery. And so, but we, you know, we went and wrote down that nurse's name. And we wrote up a report that said this person did this thing on this day. This is why I was fucked up. And can someone please talk to your nurse? Did because you all prevent, that's trauma. Did y'all prevent that from happening? Did it? I mean, we talked to the family to be like, this is why I mm. personally don't think that this is medically necessary. And so you guys here, are just educating them? We're educating mm-hmm. them and also and making de-escalating. them. De-escalating. De-escalating, yeah. absolutely. Like be- how much say at that, from that, at that exact moment does a doula have and a midwife have? Well, the, the midwife wasn't even in the room. It's the nurse, you know. Mm. You have to deal with a lot of fucking nurses in mm-hmm. the hospital. And the doula, the thing is about us is we don't have say. I'm not going to say, hey, you can't do that because they can kick me out. But mm-hmm. I can say, okay, dad, because it's, it's the partner and it's the birthing person that's going to make the decision for themselves, right? Mm. And so that's when, like Maile was saying, with our with the partner of our client, we're showing him, hey, you know what? They're stressed out about the heart rate. Did anyone show you how you can know the heart rate in here? He was like, no. You know, and this poor kid, he's young. Yeah. He's young. He's brown. He's not, he doesn't fucking know. This is his first birth. Yeah. And so he's scared, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah. if he's scared, the baby knows him mm-hmm. and the mom knows him. Like, they're kind of scared. Mm-hmm. And if the baby's scared, then the baby's heart rate's going to mm-hmm. go down or it's mm-hmm. going to go up. You mm-hmm. know, we have physiological changes that happen in our body when mm-hmm. we feel emotions, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so then we show the dad, hey, you come sit and look at this machine. You can tell mm-hmm. when she's having a contraction because she had an epidural at this point. You can tell when she had a contraction and you can tell what the baby's heart rate is. Mm-hmm. So you can look at that because otherwise you're in the room, the nurses and especially brown and black folks, the nurses aren't talking yeah. to you. You try to ask a question. They're like, quiet you, dismiss you, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're sitting there being hella scared. And then when they're like, oh, the baby's heart rate's down, you're already like at 99. Mm-hmm. For, so for them to tell you, oh, the baby heart rate's been down. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're, we're just, we're giving people the tools. We're connecting people to the tools. We're mm. not giving them anything. We're connecting them to the tools to say, you come sit here. You be a, a participating person in this, in this process mm-hmm. because this is actually your birth. And the biggest thing that I always say to clients too, you're a consumer at the hospital. That's a service that you're consuming that you are paying for. Mm-hmm. Maybe your medical is paying for it, but that's still you. Right. You know, and we are trained to go into the hospital and think, oh, that person told us I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. But no, like so much of doula work is educating our clients mm. so that you can make an informed decision mm. so that that's your birth. That's your body. And they hate me because I'm like, hey, can we please get um, can you just add some sugar water to their IV, please? Because she's tired. You know, because I do treat it like a service. And that's, mm-hmm. we were joking about it after. I was like, that's where I will use my white privilege. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm halfway. I will be like, excuse me, can you please add this bolus to the um, IV because she's tired right now? Exactly. You know, Smart. but I'm like, we could all do that. You know what I, I mean? It. But especially culturally, we're trained to be respectful mm-hmm. to the people who are in power. Mm-hmm. But the people who are in power don't check for us. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the cultural value does not match the circumstance that we're in and we're seeing the effects of it. So yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. how can we teach our people 
these are the things you can ask for. These are your rights. Mm-hmm. These are your rights. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't have to do shit that they tell you to do in the hospital. Right. But they'll, exactly. they'll, they will gaslight you mm. and tell you fucked up shit is going to happen. They will tell you your baby's going to die. This mm-hmm. nurse was talking about, oh, the baby, you know, da, da, da. They're not going to, they have a really hard time. You might need an emergency C-section. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. no. The, the nurses left the room and the baby's heart rate went up. Because that baby, the mom didn't like those nurses. The Mm -hmm. baby didn't like those nurses. You know what I mean? So So. shifting that trust Mm -hmm. is a big role of the doula. um, Because I think we've historically put too much trust in this medicalized system. Mm -hmm. And now we're not trusting ourselves when Mm -hmm. we, you know, are in this birthing process. And that's what, you know, us doulas have been trying to do is, you know, make our clients feel empowered and trust themselves to make these decisions because these decisions will definitely be made for you and mm. not with your best intention in mind. Yeah. Um, and once again, the data proves that. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, ask a, a technical question, mm-hmm. I guess it would be uh, because this idea of privilege coming about the, the opportunity to create this program mm. and be able to, to provide the service i want to ask how did that come about how did that come to uh fruition mm-hmm. yeah great question um so when ucsf um conducted a research project in san francisco um in 2017 they found they discovered that um pi people have um a higher rate of preterm birth so um Sister Web started off, you know, for black African-American women because, you know, nationally, you know, the numbers, the numbers right. are, are don't look good for, mm-hmm. for our black people. Um, but it was surprising to discover that in San Francisco, PI families have high rates of um, preterm birth, higher rates of infant and maternal mortality. And that's how pretty much we got funding to build this program because there was a need for it um and i think without that data we might we most likely wouldn't have had this big push for pi um Mm. you know maternal and infant health um like we are you know pushing for now um and um that's our our job right now through mana pacifica to you know cultivate you know, these better birth experiences. We know that it's not our total responsibility because, you know, we can't change, you know, the birth outcomes for every, Mm -hmm. you know, Pacific Islander in San Francisco. But to help, you know, raise that awareness and hold that space and create this community space for people to come to is, you know, the first step in in making Mm -hmm. that change. I I wanted to ask that question. I feel like you've probably already answered that before because what you're saying is coming back to me but it illustrates the importance of like disaggregating data Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you said earlier that like we as pacific islanders our numbers are lumped with asian americans yeah right and and i believe you shared something about like the birth rates in the you know asian american community are mm-hmm. not the same mm-hmm. exactly and so seeing the difference between the two is is really uh important because this is a clear example of like why we need our data disaggregated so that funding can go towards 
uh, programming for us that's focused on us. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So thank you very much yeah. <laughs> for just, you know, like being the ones in this uh, place and in this position. And y'all hella sound like y'all take this shit seriously. <laughs> I know serious. you take it seriously <laughs> because it is that serious. You know, I, I know it that like, really in our cultures, we celebrate the first birthday because it's like okay you made it past the first year there was a time and a period where like that wasn't happening all the time based on whatever you know whatever it could have been Mm -hmm. um and so there's always just this celebration of like the first the first birthday we go big (laughs) right and Mm -hmm. there's there's meaning behind it because we weren't Mm -hmm. you know our babies weren't surviving um two important things i just want us to touch on in this chop it up section uh, because I know we've covered a lot, but I, I don't think I've heard enough about it, is uh, one, understanding postpartum mm-hmm. and the doula's relationship in that, because I heard y'all share that, like, y'all go uh, not just, y'all not, are not dealing with families just in the beginning and, and during the middle, but also in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, to just talk about postpartum, but also... Because uh, I know a lot of uh, women that I've experienced and seen is that like they'll breastfeed for a while and then go straight to the the infant male, you know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. is there? Would you promote breastfeeding? You know, so mm-hmm. two so two big things <laughs> I feel like could really take us home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to start off with. The birth of a baby is also the birth of a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, yes. Um, <laughs> She's like, yes. Won't you on that, my leg, <laughs> my leg. <laughs> you don't know what to expect until you're expecting. Literally, um, mm-hmm. being a parent is a learning process every day. That's so. another one. <laughs> That's another one. She's dropping these <laughs> cookies. Yeah. So. So, you know, helping a mother transition into this new life Mm -hmm. is especially important during the postpartum period, especially if they don't have a lot of support Mm -hmm. or the support that they need from their family. Because, you know, there's a lot of expectations, you know, when the baby's here, the mother just has to know what to do. Um, And a lot of the times that's not, you know, the truth. Um, Mm. As we go, we learn. And as postpartum doulas you know when we get to that period we're really there just to listen and to ask you know the questions that aren't being asked you know how are you doing how's your bleeding how how's the breastfeeding um have you been taking care of yourself have you been eating because all this is related to you know the health of the mother as well as the health of the baby mm-hmm. um and especially for postpartum breastfeeding that topic is is a big one because Um, You know, in our community, there's been a shift towards formula, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, it's not healthy for us at all. Um, The best food that our babies should be, you know, consuming is our own breast milk Mm -hmm. because over time it transforms into what the baby needs. For example, if the baby is catching a cold, um, our body can sense that and produce antibodies, you know, in Mm -hmm. our breast milk to help the baby's immune system, Mm -hmm. for example. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I would definitely say as a doula, breastfeeding is the best. But, you know, we also recognize that not everybody, you know, has the ability to breastfeed, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. you know, to be super specific, you know, women who, um, you know, 
might be HIV positive or mm. don't produce milk, you know, mm. aren't able to feed their babies. But there is um, the opportunity to get um, breast milk from, okay. you know, donors. Um, there's, oh. you know, banks oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. at the hospitals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. um, so your insurance will, might be able to cover it or, you know, you could, you know, pay um, to get your baby breast milk. Mm -hmm. um, so really giving people options and um, education and support during the postpartum is super mm -hmm. um, important and teaching their spouses to mm -hmm. how to support them mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that postpartum period is, is work. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll yeah. say from experience, mm. um, you know, you lack of sleep, lack of self-care. Mm. Um, it catches up with you, um, mm. especially if you don't have support. Yeah. Um, but when you do have support, it is beautiful when you have, you know, your aunties, you know, watching over you and, you know, bringing the baby when they're ready to feed or holding the baby mm -hmm. when you're asleep. Um, Doing full, full. Exactly. Mm. Um, wrapping your stomach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I ever, ever had to kick somebody out the room because their energy was so like. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes moms who have. um you know when they're if their moms had bad birth experiences they kind of you know um project it you know mm -hmm. in the room onto their daughters mm -hmm. and like i've seen that personally mm -hmm. um and that's that's a moment when we're like you know maybe you should step out right now instead of helping you're kind of distracting mm -hmm. we give um, them jobs we'll be like why don't you can you go to the cafeteria exactly. and get everyone some snacks please you know and just shift the energy doulas nice. also definitely manage you know the room and regulate you know <laughs> so that's another role that we do regulators <laughs> mount us <laughs> so i know you guys mentioned earlier that um that there's a training that happened this weekend yeah so after the training what can they do is there a certificate that happens after that or what can they do after with after the training they can become i mean so right now sister web is not in a sister web is not currently hiring more doulas just because we're based on the funds that we have right mm. we just had a meeting with the whole group last night and um basically we were told that like uh when we have more funds that's our first round of doulas that we mm. can hire. that's right? our first picks mm -hmm, that's mm. our first picks um but they can i mean they can go into private practice right um, but also they're just going to be resources for their community. Right, yeah. Now you know um, uh, Milika over there in the East Bay. Now you know yeah. Milika, who already is doing hella work with birthing mothers. Yeah. Knows about uh, just all of, you know, the common ailments of pregnancy. Right, um, yeah. You know, you know that you can talk to Spulu about some stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you can talk to any of our eight doulas about some stuff and find someone who you feel comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. Um but I I really, like I said, I really think that in our community, it's going to be more of a like, each one teach one, you know what I mean? Mm, like each person's going to go yeah. out. When you go to a doula training, that shit is life changing. So you're mm. like, oh is. my goodness, I did not know about all this, even just about what? My life is being changed by <laughs> right, right? learning so much, taking so much yeah. in. Yeah. Man, Even just yeah. understanding like what physiologically happens during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. You're just like, holy shit. And so 
it, it just generates conversation. Yeah. It reignites it. it. It like uplifts birthing culture, right? And then when you're talking about it, watch. Your cousin's going to be like, and then at my birth, this happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually at this birth, you know, and then I saw something that was like this. And then, It's a connecting point. Mm-hmm, it's a connecting yeah. point. And it's just to increase the conversation, right? Because birth has been like sequestered into this back room. No one can go see it. Or it's kind of this like weird thing we don't know about. We, You know? Men are in the conversation mm-hmm. when really they yeah. should be. Right. And so, hmm. yeah, I think that it's just going to increase the conversation about it and bring it yeah. into the yeah. spotlight as a piece yeah. of of our health in general. Yeah. Right. Word. Because just like in terms of the... Eh. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> But even Hallelujah. in terms of like breastfeeding, right? Breastfeeding, just to say this, like breastfeeding is the first food that you receive as a baby. So when people first have their milk come in, they have something called colostrum, which is not milk milk. Like their boobs aren't going to get hella big. It's going to be that. Like it's called um, gold, uh, liquid gold, right? Yeah. Mm. And it's this hella thick milk that comes in. And that milk goes in and coats because the baby has never intaken food before. So that colostrum goes in and coats the intestinal tract of the baby to prepare it to take food for the rest of its life. Mm-hmm. If that baby doesn't get that, that's going to fuck up your digestion for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and how yeah. many people do we know that have gastritis, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that have like irritable bowel, that have just like poor digestion, right? Mm-hmm. It's like everything can be traced back. There's decisions that you can make at birth if you have enough support that will affect your health for the rest of your life and not even the baby but the the birthing person as well there's a Mm -hmm. lot of indigenous traditions that say because you become totally opened when you have birth when you give birth i haven't given birth yet but like what i have learned and like what i've been what i've seen is when you give birth and my lady you can probably attest to this Mm -hmm. you opened up a life is passing through your body Mm -hmm. your body's a vessel Mm -hmm. every single cell in your body is affected by your pregnancy it opens up and and life comes through you and then you have the opportunity to realign right because you get opened up you could realign to being even more healthy than you were before you had some crazy back problems all of your shit gets like opened up and stretched and then you have the opportunity to come back together, right? Mm-hmm. And so the postpartum period is super important because, you know, some people say the first 40 days affects the next 40 years of your life. Right. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Ooh. you just gave hella energy to this other being. You just gave hella energy and opened yourself up. So then if you are not being nourished, emotionally nourished, physically nourished, nutritionally nourished, then that's going to put you at depletion for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So. Mm. There's just right. there's a lot. Hit us there, up, y'all. Right. We can yeah. talk about right. this. Let's talk about it. That's the next question I have. Like, just for those who don't have access to doulas or don't who don't have access to a program like Sister Web, what's mm-hmm. the, what are like some just quick base, basic tips that you guys can give to women that are at home that can just do it from wherever they're at? You know, that don't you know that don't ever have to reach out to y'all. Like, mm-hmm. what are some tips that they can do? Look. Look out for birthing classes, definitely. Mm. If you can't have a doula or if you can't commit to some, you know, regular type of meetings with, you know, a birth companion or nurse, um, look for birthing classes either at hospitals, at um, clinics, at um, various organizations, because um, what you need to know is not it's not normal to us anymore. Like as far as, you know, the birthing process Mm. um, and there's options for, for free classes. If you, Mm. you know, qualify, you know, don't, 
don't be scared to ask, you mm-hmm. know, for support, financial support, um, because there's definitely options out there. Um, like specifically in San Francisco, I'll shout out, you know, homeless prenatal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also shout out, um, you know, community. Well, there's there's classes out there that, you know, you can go and take. Um, and even nice. at the hospitals, your insurance will cover it. So mm-hmm. there's options nice, out nice. there. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. I would say, too, like, um, trust yourself, especially mm. in in pregnancy. Like, mm. people are really, really sensitive, right? They'll be like, I, I don't fuck with cucumbers. You know what I mean? Or, like, <laughs> I hella want to eat roast beef all day long. You know? Like, trust yourself. Mm. Hella trust yeah. yourself because... Um, you're, you're, I mean, you are in communion with the spirit, right? That mm. baby that has come through is a spirit and, and, and like there is divine guidance in that. And so like, you know, for however religious or not religious you are, like trust yourself because in, in the process of pregnancy, like you're being guided to grow life, mm. you know, your instinct yeah. is like hella on. And so, um, yeah, go to the birthing classes and, and also, Recognize that those are like within the system too, you know. So like, learn stuff from it, but come home, look stuff up on the internet, yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Um, Miley and I are like just starting our little Instagram. Like, hit us up, you know. Yes. We'll put, we'll connect you to resources. Um, if you have an Instagram, there's a lot of accounts out there um, that really give good information. Um, but I think the biggest, biggest, biggest advice is don't stress. Mm. Trust yourself. Trust this yourself. is a normal part of life. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is not a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Unless deemed wise. Right. But okay. most yeah. of the time it's it's not only physical, it's a mental mm-hmm. um a mental process. Yeah. Nice. Trust I love yourself. That. Keep yeah. your stress low. Drink water. Eat fresh fruits and vegetables, please. Just like if you need to only just eat an apple a day, like just do it right everything in our body needs water to happen you're growing a whole new life like Mm -hmm. just drink water eat take care of yourself be intentional because um you know this isn't only affecting you it's affecting your baby Mm -hmm. and um everybody wants the best for their baby right um yeah start that set that foundation now (laughs) because it's it's definitely gonna pay off in the future and Um, it's an investment it's a hella investment like you the decisions that you make while what decisions that one makes while they are pregnant and even when the child is an infant even in terms of breastfeeding and all that like you're building an immune system you're building a body like Mm. you if you take the time now you're paying into your future right you Mm -hmm. make a healthy baby you're gonna have a healthy kid Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna be dealing with some shit for hella long Mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a really deep, large conversation, but yeah, yeah y'all have given us a lot. Thank really? you so much. Thank you so much. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with our ICUs. Yay. Thank you. Are you or someone you know pregnant and interested in free doula support? If so, a doula supports pregnant people and their families before, during, and after birth through education and advocacy within the hospital system and unconditional loving support in order to help families have the positive birth outcomes and experience they deserve. 
Manapacifica stands for Maintaining Ancestral Knowledge and Autonomy and is a San Francisco organization of community-based doulas providing care by Pacific Islanders for Pacific Islanders. All of our services are free and accessible to families birthing in San Francisco. We have openings all the time, so if you are interested in our support, please visit sisterweb.org slash mana-pacifica to fill out a referral form for care and read more about our program. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us, maile at m.chand at sisterweb.org or rutalauleva at r.aiono at sisterweb.org with any questions. ICU. All right, welcome back, y'all. We are at our ICU section where we get to recognize our people, anybody who's doing great work, community workers, uh, family members, coworkers, children, pets, whatever. We want to just take this time to really uh, just honor our people, brown excellence, I like to call it. All right, yo, partner, who do you have for today? So my ICU this week, it goes out to Ku'u Aloha Nico, who mm. is the founder of Ku'u Nico, the label. I don't know if folks are familiar or have seen her shirts out. Um, she's got some sweaters. It says Vahine, Wahine, Ta'ahine, Fafine. Yeah, it's really dope. Uh, I just wanted to read her bio really quick. Yes. Uh, Ku'u Nico says... I was born to a native Hawaiian queen and a Samoan chief. Mm. The youngest of eight children, I became auntie to many. Growing up in Hawaii, I developed a strong relationship with God and also discovered my passion for fashion. <laughs> Later, I committed to my passion by studying at the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Hey, hey what a do? <laughs> Uh, where I obtained my Bachelor of Arts with a major in fashion design and a minor in manufacturing. Mm. Today, with over eight years of experience, I specialize in custom women's wear, dress, and garments for any occasion. Every piece is crafted thoughtfully from the ground up, including sketching pattern, making, and sewing. Nice. Yeah, she's really dope. Um, those sweaters, you know... We were having a, a conversation yesterday yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Lauti brothers. Shout mm -hmm. out to the Ikuna. Ikuna brothers. Yeah, shout out to the Lauti brothers with Ikuna. Um, just having this conversation about design and fashion mm. and everything mm -hmm. like that. And so I really, really dig her sweaters. Mm. Again, her sweaters, it's very uh, celebratory of mm. our women, specifically Polynesian women. And hopefully we can continue to... Um, include more women of the Pacific mm -hmm. on those sweaters, you know, because I'm thinking like lewa is missing from from the Fijian language, um, and then of course all our other um, Micronesian cousins, you know. Mm -hmm. So just seeing our women celebrated in this way, mm -hmm. it, they're beautiful and it's very simple. I think that's what I've yeah. The conversation we were having yesterday, it's like there's such a emphasis on it simplicity that mm. makes it deep and beautiful and nice. remarkable yeah. yeah so i just wanted to sh uh, shower ku aloha with some love right y'all go check out ku yeah. nico on instagram uh that's ku.nico k-u-u.n-i-k-o um yeah go purchase her her sweaters, the merch. Her, her stuff is dope. Celebrate. And I also had hit her up because I wanted to say, like, you know, 
I want to, where's the Usais at? Because I want to <laughs> rock it, you know, and celebrate for, for the women in my yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like, yeah, I got my brothers, you know, rocking this too. I'm Aww. like, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. You that's know, true. I'm cool with, with my masculinity mm. to be able to rock that and be like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey. I just need that. The all, Usais. All them X's. <laughs> all them X sizes. So, yeah. Um, all that to say, Ku'u Aloha Nico of Ku'u Nico, the label. I see you. One more, though. I yeah. got one more. Yeah, Just go a real ahead. quick go one. Ahead. Just Shoot a real quick one, okay? I know uh, the, this person has been recognized before, but I want to recognize them again. My ICU mm. goes to Paris Goble. Hey! Uh, I don't know if y'all was paying attention to our Instagram, but we was <laughs> campaigning that thing because um, Paris was letting out snippets of her choreography to Justin Bieber's latest track, mm-hmm. Yummy, you know? <laughs> And did it you was, get the body roll down? It was the not yet. We're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get a whole line of fat dudes and we're gonna be lined up on the wall. We're gonna do that belly roll. Hey, hey, hey. Oops, Rex, what's up? Where you at, bro? <laughs> but yeah, so she, you know, she she showed us the practice round and then she showed and then she released the fi- uh, the final film, mm. which was beautiful. Right, right. You know, they got the white and the pink mm. popping. Um, the dance moves is just extra crispy. The cinematography is dope. Everything is dope. So she released it, not even 24 hours. Yes, and that shit, sir. she was uh, instructed to remove it mm-hmm. from Justin Bieber's management. And I learned this by way of uh, Pacific, Pacific Magazine, I believe it's called, right, yeah. on Instagram. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. I found that out and then I just did like a quick search and just seen that that shit really was taken down. Mm-hmm. And so I was using our social media to campaign to get that thing back up mm-hmm. because if anything, that made the song mm-hmm. that much more doper. I mean, the moves mm-hmm. in the whole film, the whole choreography is so dope. Yeah. Paris, you are a beast. Yes, sir. <laughs> you just continue yes. to kill it. You continue yep. to shine. And like, I really love sitting there and seeing this dope ass video with all these dope women mm. giving their all to it and knowing that it was a Psalm one woman that yeah, choreo- choreographed that shit yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's so dope and there's other poly women I see in there mixed with right. everyone else it's so beautiful mm-hmm. so all of that I want to just shine light on Paris Goebel and say Paris Goebel I, I see you. you that's what's up what's up Rita what you got man you know I'm just gonna keep it intense <laughs> 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 um, okay I have a couple ICUs my nice. first ICU is to um a couple of birth workers over there in the East Bay that I mm. I receive a lot of guidance from just even through their social media honestly and inspiration um so the first person is Andrea Ruizquez of um, Partera Midwifery mm. in Oakland. She's Oakland Partera, um, which is the Spanish word for midwife.com. Um, she, when I first came to the Bay, she was the only um, queer POC doula that I saw out here, right? Um, she's amazing. Her, her Instagram, Partera, it's P-A-R-T-E-R-A, uh, Midwifery. Um, she posts so many videos of um, natural baby care, making postpartum food, mm. um, you know, breastfeeding. She posts hella videos, a lot of informative videos. And so for any um, expecting uh, parents or just if you're interested in birth, I would definitely go follow her. Mm. And then her partner, um, and I also recently took a training with her, Sumaya Franklin, also from Oakland, um, 
Her Instagram is Sumi's Touch, S-U-M-I-S Touch. Um, and she's an amazing black, uh, you know, future midwife and doula. And um, she also posts a lot of really important information. And they're both very critical, you know. They're both very, uh, they speak very plainly about the situation at hand um, and give us tools to kind of navigate how to have healthy pregnancies and births um, given the circumstance, you know. So mm. to Andrea and Sumi, I just want to say I, I see you and thank you. Um, and then my second shout out is my second ICU is to, you know, the, the fires in Australia really weighing heavily on my heart. Mm. And so my big ICU to them is... Um, you know, to all, like I said, the non-human animals that are out here. I, you know, I recently read an article that said something like 500 million animals mm. have perished mm. in the fires that have mm. been happening for months. 500 million animals, you know. And um, that's a lot. That's a huge toll that, mm. that non-human animals have taken for what humans have done. And, you know, I just want to uplift them and mm. then also the indigenous people in Australia who have been knowing for hell along how to take care of that land, right. you know, um, and who are coming together and doing ceremony to call down the rains and to honor the earth. Um, so I want to shout them out and also all of the indigenous people, you know, our people included who continue to, you know, pray with the earth, commune with the earth, lay down our prayers, lay down our blessings, mm. um, you know, not just for the earth, but for the perpetuation of all of us, even mm. those of us that are not doing that work. You know, the the indigenous people in your community whose land that you're on, like they're riding for you and themselves, you know, so I just want to. I just want to shout them out and, and give so much gratitude to them and uplift them and their spirits and know that they're being seen and 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 cherished in the work that they do for all of us. So to all the creatures of the land, you know, non-human animals, indigenous people, all the people that see what's happening and, um, you know, speak our prayers, cry our tears on the earth. Like, I just want to say to y'all, I, I see you. you. <laughs> all right. What's good, Miley? Who you got? Okay, well, um, I want to shout out Expecting Justice. Um, you know, they're they're allies for the PI community, birthing community mm -hmm. um, over there at Expecting Justice. Um, and it's Zaya and Soler. Right. Um, you know, that we're going to be partnering up with them to produce our first community meeting that opens up the conversation of PI, maternal and infant health. Um, and I feel like it's really important um, that we have allies in the community, um, you know, to support us on this, um, you know, new journey towards, you know, better uh, birth outcomes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even though people, um, you know, who, who don't identify as PI, um, you know, they want to get involved with it. And I believe, you know, we should let them, um, you know, we definitely need to be inclusive, you know, to, to keep this project and, um, you know, direction flowing. Um, so I just want to shout them out, Zaya and Soler. Um, we, sorry, I see you. And then um, just, you know, one more shout out to my little brother, hey. Brian. Hey. Um, okay. 
<laughs> you know, he's part of my village right now. He's watching the baby while I'm over here putting in work. Mm-hmm. Um, watching spreading, Yes. And spreading, <laughs> you know, good. the word about the work that, that Mana's doing. Um, you know, uh, raising a child, it's not just, it, it's its a family affair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Definitely. And And having people um, there means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely got to recognize them, you know, when it's due. Um, so, yeah. Brian, I, I see, see you. you. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, um, I have. A, I want to give a quick shout out to young Boston Rome out there in Sacramento. He's a young twenty-one year old. Um, living a dream he's trying to just really just make it out there he grew up in north sac specifically the mainers and the nutty side with his with his someone side y'all know the nutty side not really <laughs> as well as going back and forth to his, visit his tongan side in the mm. south south mm. south sac iraq area of nordy mm. so as well as influences of oldies pop from his mama and his historical cultural roots of samoan music of the five stars so he has a lot of influences from Mm -hmm. the cultural roots and just regular hip-hop roots. He just recently released an album. Um, It's all over his page. uh, You can follow him at Young Dreamer with three R's at the end. But uh, go ahead and support your boy. He's recently just graduated. Um, He's still in uh, junior college right now, but he's really just trying to lace music. He also produces music, so he's just a really upcoming artist that's just trying to do his thing. So, again, Boston Rome, I see you. you. I just want to make a quick announcement about my ICU. I forgot to say that the video went back up. Hey. Oh. Yeah, my bad. I, you know, it was taken down, yeah, but yeah. it went back up. That's I, I don't know if we had anything or, any, you know, because there was hella people campaigning. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of us had anything to do with that, but, mm. you know, just to be in support of making sure that that gets re-released because that shit was dope. Yeah. Um, and the magazine that I referenced that put us on to it even being taken down, it's Pacific U.S. Magazine, Pacific mm. Us Magazine, P-A-C-I-F-I-C-U-S Magazine. Check them out on Instagram, y'all. Do that, do that, do, yeah. do that, that, that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Thank y'all so much for being here with us in the studio. I know, you know, we chop it up. Mm-hmm. We drain, uh, you know, yeah. our energy and everything. It's all good. I like the one like that case too. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> she did a follow-up. Okay, she's taking a she's doing it for the ground real quick. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to thank y'all for your time and your energy and putting us on. You know, right, we right. uh I feel very informed. I feel very enlightened. And um I hope the listeners do too. Uh because what the work y'all are doing is really, really, really important, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the first touch of life and you're dealing with the most important vessel that gives life mm-hmm. beautiful women who mm-hmm. are not celebrated enough who are not given given the gifts right, given right. the gifts y'all deserve mm-hmm. you know mm. um yeah. and so just really quickly plug how can folks get in touch again one yeah, more time yeah, plug sure. plug the ways in which folks could plug in could yeah. tap in for sure um yeah, I just want to say if you made it this far, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. You know, podcasts, you know, like you push play, then you push pause. Yeah. <laughs> you come back to it. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so you can check us out. Our um our organization's website is www.sisterweb s i s t e r w e b dot org slash mana m a n a dash 
Pacifica, P-A-S-E-F-I-K-A, sisterweb.org slash mana-pacifica. Mm. Um, over there, you can read about our program, you can read about us, and you can also uh, request a doula. Um, this is for San Francisco residents only at this time, but you can always hit us up. We have our personal emails. Uh, my email is r.iono, A-I-O-N-O, at sisterweb.org, Male. Yeah, and my um, email is m.chand at sisterweb.org. Yeah, and uh, you can also, we just made an Instagram, so why don't you just go ahead and follow us. There's going to be stuff coming up. We're planning on, you know, interviewing people about their birth experiences, posting um, informative videos, reposting stuff, like I said, from Sumi's Touch, from Partera Midwifery, just kind of creating a resource page so you could always get with an, in touch with us there. Mm. Um, our Instagram is mana, M-A-N-A dot pacifica, P-A-S-E. E-F-I-K-A mm. on the gram. Um, just stay in touch with us. We're here for y'all. We'll, we'll connect you to resources. Thank y'all. Thank mm-hmm. y'all so much. And as always, you can tap in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at For the Cultures with a Q and a S. Shoot us an email, y'all. Let us know if you feel what we're doing, if you like it, if you've got a story to share mm-hmm. at For the Cultures. Give us some feedback on that new game that we just Yeah, yeah. let us know if y'all going to, uh, you know, use that game, the, the slash drinking game. Uh, email forthecultures at gmail.com. And as always, please like follow subscribe yeah, share same. tell a friend this episode put y'all on to the whole doula isms doula yeah. oblongata hey. <laughs> pacific islanders yeah okay. pacific islanders um so as always what we like to do to take us out of here is to offer up a quote for the cultures mm. and so i will pass it over to you Miley. take us home okay so these words of wisdom right here Home birth is not a luxury. Midwives are not a status symbol, and doulas are not trendy. All three are rooted in cultural practices that have existed long before modern maternity care. Mm. Mm-hmm. Power to the people, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, Peace, you. love, and happiness. Thank you. Take care, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.